to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave, and I'm joined, as always, by the other host, Ike. Ike, how the hell are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Not horror-related, but I watched uh, Wakanda Forever this weekend, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I saw that you went and watched it. I'm still... Still didn't go see it, but I'm just—I don't know. I'm trying to avoid public as much as I can, and and I keep sitting there, and I'm getting to that point now where I'm like, ah, you know what? It probably will be streaming pretty soon. Just just wait it out, and but yeah, I don't know. I, I was about to just wait for it to stream, but I've been really good, wanting to watch it. Um, man, I, it's I did, so good. <laughs> I do too, and I miss the days because used to I would I was always like an opening night Marvel movie guy, like yeah. with you know literally. It, you know, it was in the, the one of the first couple of nights I would go see them. And it's just like anymore, man, I'm just so I don't know. It's like uh, I just don't even want to go anywhere, go out, do that stuff anymore. It's like because I uh, literally I just always I always rationale it in my head of, well, it's going to come streaming pretty soon. And I hate doing that because I want to go support things. And, and, you know, and I love I love theaters. I love the whole theater experience and seeing it you know on the big screen and with the surround sound and all that and. But it's like, man, people just ruin it for me, though. It's like some, sometimes I just kind of just have the theater all to myself and I'd be happy. Right. <laughs> but oh, uh, but here we are. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. This is officially Christmas week. Hopefully mm, you've yes. all been uh, all been nice so that hopefully uh, Santa will come and bring you something good. And they haven't been naughty so that Krampus won't come and. Get get his uh his due on you. That's what we're talking today. Our review today is for Krampus from 2015, uh, a fun movie that Ike uh, when we brought up December and Christmas horror, I literally think uh, no sooner than I finished the sentence of Hey, what do you want to do? You threw that one out there. This is one <laughs> that you immediately wanted out there, and I I see why. I do enjoy this movie, and uh, it was one of those that you know would have been on the list probably anyway. But man, it's like you had your uh you had your campaign ready. Thinking you had to like hard sell it to me or something. I don't know. It was weird. Damn straight. Damn straight. That's right. I guess I guess a man's got to stand with his convictions. So. That's right. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever, however you celebrate. Uh, even if you don't celebrate, hopefully uh, you're enjoying your time, and hopefully everybody's getting a little time off and a time with whoever is important in your life, whether that be uh, friends, family, or just yourself. It doesn't make any difference. Uh, hopefully you're getting us some quality time this holiday season. Uh, thank you for joining us. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you do. We are on all the podcast platforms out there. So make sure you tell your friends that, hey, you can find these guys anywhere out there, no matter where you listen to your podcast. They are there. So uh, help us spread via word of mouth. And while you're doing that spreading, while you're doing that spreading, make sure you're telling people about our social medias and follow us there. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Letterboxd. Uh, you can find us on Listen to Screams. That is Listen the Number Two and Screams. Uh, that's uh, we're at Twitter has always been our kind of our main platform. But hey, who knows where that will be in the next <laughs> day or two? Man, there's so much drama there. I'm not getting into all that, but man, that's whoo, that's a weird, that's a weird platform right now. I'm not necessarily, I, I'm not saying anything. I'm not, I'm not making my feelings known. But let's just say it, it, Twitter is intriguing at the moment. So, uh, but we have many other options. If, uh, if well, for whatever reason, Twitter just, you know, poof, disappears, who knows? And as always, before we dive into anything, uh, thank you to our wives, Kayla and Monica. And hey, if you two are listening, Merry Christmas. 
we will tell you anyway, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, Monica listens to our podcast. I think this, this, this Kayla listen to psych. Yeah, she does. She usually will, okay. uh, when the, when the episode comes out, she'll put it on while she's like doing whatever she's doing. And yeah, she always tries to give it a listen. Uh, so I got to know this, here. We're, we're, I know she's probably listening now and she's probably like, God damn it. Quit talking about me. But <laughs> do, what does she tell you? Does, does she give you honest feedback? Cause I tell Monica all the time. I said, you got to be straight with me here, right? Don't just sit there and say, Say, yeah, you know, it's, it was great. It was good. I said, you, you got to be straight. You got to tell me, you know, where we can improve, what we can do different, better, so on and so forth. Does, does Kayla, does she straight shoot with you? Does she give you any feedback? Oh, yeah. She, she roasts the shit out of me all the time uh, because she'll be like, oh, yeah, you say, uh, oh, yeah, for sure, all the fucking time or whatever it is that I say. <laughs> right, she, right. she roasts me no. all the time. No, yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's what I, I, I can't. It, it's it's literally neurosis no, no. at this point. I can't stop myself. That, that's okay because it, literally there was an episode where you barely said it for some reason. That episode, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's just the flow of how, how it went. And I was like at the end, say, "My God, man, get the catchphrase in there! Come on!" <laughs> it's like that's I was that's what catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm telling you, we're gonna put it on a T-shirt. We, I mean, I've already showed you. I've already mocked up a design. We've oh, already yeah. got it. You know, it's 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 kind of become your thing. And I here's the, I don't know if anybody's noticed it out there. But but I do. And see, I always listen to our episodes back too, and it's not right. you know it's not a uh, whatever you want to call it an ego thing or anything. It's nothing like that. I just want to hear what it sounds like, uh, and how we do. And and, and primarily, I'm listening. I, I like to listen to quality, right, to make sure sound wise we sound pretty good, whatever it might be. But um, anyway, I, I'm glad she listens. I'm, I'm you know glad she's giving you feedback. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I I tell Monica when you listen, you got to be straight with me, right? Don't. Don't don't give me the passe thing. Think you're gonna hurt my feelings, you know. I I gotta know how we're doing. So, and uh, usually it's favorable, you know. But like I said, there there are some times when she's like, uh, yeah, you gotta do this. Or there are there are a bit of I will be straight up. Probably Monica's biggest gripe so far with me has been, you know what? Sometimes you really need to let Ike talk a little more. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I know. I ramble. I get on rolls. And, uh, and, you know, so hey, don't be afraid to cut me off and tell me, dude, shut up for a little bit and let me say my piece. Cause I do get rambling and, and I will be, you know, I will be forthright. Sometimes I am, I am partaking in an adult beverage while we are recording. <laughs> and that just, that just makes the loose, the lips a little looser. So, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, thanks to them. Yeah. And I feel like we're just, I don't know. I've just my own mood for the, for the show here, but <laughs> no, no, I'm good. Uh, but also uh, we will mention it again later, but we will put be up front. Uh, and issue a spoiler warning. We do discuss movies here. So in the course of those discussions, yes, things might be spoiled. We don't look to, to give away every plot point. But, hey, like I said, we get rambling and sometimes it happens. So you have been warned. Uh, so, Ike, uh, how was your week? You said you watched Wakanda forever. What else? You, you said you finished Criminal Minds last episode. So what What else did you watch? Did you watch anything this week? Have been been on to any new series or anything? You know, honestly – um, I'm trying to think, um, well, fun fact about me, um, I know this is not horror related, but I watch Jeopardy every night. Um, you know, secretly I'm actually 75 years old. Um, I might come across <laughs> as a 27 year old, but in fact, I'm geriatric and, um, watch the wheel and, uh, Jeopardy every night. You got, um, you got some Benjamin button shit going on. Apparently, apparently I <laughs> agent in reverse. Really, let me tell you, I, I fucking love Jeopardy. All right. And, and they have Ken too. Jennings. Ken Jennings is the new host. Like obviously, Alex Trebek, RIP. Um, yeah. But also, Mayim Bialik, she does like the celebrity Jeopardy, um, which yeah, yeah. personally, like and no, no offense to Ken Jennings, I prefer Mayim. Um, but, uh, you know, 
it is what it is. But no, absolutely, I love Jeopardy. Watch it every night. Watch Wheel of Fortune. Um, but other than that, <laughs> uh, I recently started watching Big Bang Theory start to finish. Um, mm. uh, I know. Dave, you love Big Bang. Um, I do. I know you, you and uh, Mrs. Geek. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. love Big Bang, so we do. I'm, we're we're we've, starting it from scratch because I've never yeah, watched yeah. it all the way through. <laughs> we, yeah, we've seen it all. Big Bang is one of those shows um, that when when it's time at night, right? Because here's our thing: our our rewatch show is Supernatural. We have yep. watched it five times through, start to finish, and we just watch it in a loop. When we right now we're back into season nine. Um, and when we finish, we'll just start right back over. That's what we do. We have done this now five times in a row on watching the show. And, and I don't foresee it changing anytime. But we, we watch it like because I work from home. So we, we yeah. watch usually watch an episode at lunch while we're eating lunch. And then we'll watch uh, yeah, two or three episodes, usually around bedtime ish. And um, but once it gets to that point where it's like, OK, you know, we're we're, we're starting to drift a little. Usually <laughs> it's me. I'm usually the first to drift. What, what what ends up happening is she'll turn on then one Monica will turn on one of the shows she watches, which is usually a true crime show or a, uh, a you know a, a drama series that's usually police related, whether it be a Law and Order series or FBI or one of those kind of shows. But then ultimately, when it's time for her to drift or whatever else, it's almost 99% of the time it's Big Bang Theory that gets put on because I I love stuff on in the background while I sleep. I don't like I don't like silence. I, I I've always been that way. When I was a kid, I had a radio right by my bed. And I would play something it just kind of in the background, not high where it's going to you know, keep me awake. But I, I have to have some noise. I will wake up if it's too quiet. It just absolutely. I've been trained. I don't I don't think it's something I can change at this point in my life. See, I'm I'm the opposite, because like well, when I was growing up, I, I, we li- I like to have something on the background. I know this is not horror related, so I'm sorry to everybody's listening, but it's very interesting that you brought that up because when I was growing up, I was that way. But when I got when I moved in with my wife um, back in like 2017, um, I remember that she she has to sleep in absolute silence like she like she can have like a fan on or something, but she can't sleep with the TV on. So I it was a bit of an adjustment, but now I'm used to sleeping in absolute silence. <laughs> so if something's on, that's yeah. not like if it's like people talking, it, it keeps me awake. But like I can put on like rain noises or like a fireplace crackling in the background, stuff like that. But no, nah, I can't yeah, watch but, TV shows while I'm sleeping no more. <laughs> yep. Yeah, see, that's the weird thing. I I like a little noise and it, I want a TV show on right in the background. If Monica gets up and is, is gets a, it's a phone call or something. And it's just, even if she's quietly talking because it's different, it wakes me up. <laughs> it's so weird. But, but anyway, long story short, we got all that around us. Yes. That's big bang is one of those shows that's typically on when we do it because we've seen it so much. And it's one of those shows that uh, even if I'm kind of half asleep and I hear it, it doesn't pique my interest enough that it keeps me awake, you know, because right. I, I kind of know where it's going. Um, if it's anything I've not watched that I'm half interested in, then I it, it I, if I hear it, I'm like, I start getting hooked. I'm like, ah, I want to know what's happening here, even if I'm just listening. So. So anyway, OK, so you're watching Big Bang Theory. So <laughs> that's that's where we that's where we uh, got off there. And, uh, and uh, anything else is that or is that pretty much all you're watching? Yeah, honestly, just Big Bang. Uh, like you said, I finished Criminal Minds. I'm waiting for all of the new stuff to come out because I hear mm-hmm. the new season's really good. But my, my wife, she can't watch stuff like in episodes. She's so used to like the the new climate of like having a whole season to watch at one time. So 
Um, yeah. That's up next. Also, Winchester, once that's all out, that first season, we're going to watch that as well. Yeah. Well, the first the first half of that's out. They're now on their break, and they come back in January, so gotcha. it's halfway Ooh. through. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, see, I, I, I like to binge, too, but if it's a show I really like, I'm okay with, with that wait. And, and maybe some of that's nostalgia for when I was a kid, you know, when you had to wait for the next week for the episode. Um, I only have a, I have very few shows, just a few shows that I do that with though. Winchester's is one. Cause like I said, I'm a supernatural fan. So I do that. Uh, there's a show on uh paramount plus called Tulsa King with uh, Sylvester Stallone. I oh, love yeah. that show. So I watch, I watch that episode every week. I, I just can't wait for that. I, I love that show. Uh, I watch, I watch the new episode of Simpsons every week on Hulu. Uh, Cause I don't want to wait for those. Um, and then let's see, there's, there's a couple others. I do like that. I think, uh, Oh, the, the Chicago shows on Wednesday night. I love the, the med, the fire and the PD love those shows. We always watch those and uh, there might be a handful of others, but anyway, none of them are horror related. Um, <laughs> and, oh, well, I mean, that's not, well, no, that, no, it is true. Never mind. <laughs> I was trying to think, it seemed like there was something, but no, that's, that's it. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. I, what did I, what I, you know, I'm still watching Chris Christmas stuff. I don't, I really don't know outside of Krampus if I watched anything horror this week. I don't believe yeah. I did. Uh, that's the bad part. That's the bad part about this time of year is that there's so many good Christmas movies to watch that yep. you get distracted, and that's the only bad thing about Christmas. They need we need better Christmas horror movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of them out there, and I know there's plenty that I really should should try that I've never seen before. But it's I have I have a short list of things that's like I want to watch every year. And so it's like I'm checking that stuff off and then, you know, by the time it's all said and done, I'm, I, it's like I ran out of time and stuff. So uh, but anyway, that's, you know, I love Christmas. I love Christmas movies. I'm not really complaining, per se. And, you know, like I said, we're almost to Christmas, so it'll be over soon. And I will shift back to watching pretty much predominantly horror movies most of the time. So, right. well, Christmas but, uh, is fun, but, you know, it's also fun, Dave. What is fun? Our top three games. That's right. So let's. (laughs) That's all right. Let's play top three. Top three. (laughs) All right. And this week we're we're kind of we kind of flipped it a little bit because uh, we uh, we typically do our top three favorite whatever. Well, this week we decided to try our top three least favorite horror movies, and I thought I thought this would be an interesting take because. Well, to be fair, I am very I'm very lenient when it comes to horror movies, <laughs> because even bad, even cheesy, I enjoy. I'm the same way with like science fiction stuff, too. There's a lot of that. That's It's very cheesy. It's very bad, but I still enjoy it. So I can't say that I dislike it. But but there are clearly some movies, some horror movies <laughs> that I do not like. And I will venture to guess that my number one was going to blow some people's minds. Because I, I just think so, because I, I don't think a lot of people would necessarily put this as their least favorite horror movie of all time. But it is a movie I cannot stand. They could not stand it. I mean, we're talking notch below Coyote Ugly hate here. I don't <laughs> I hate Coyote Ugly. This movie. And I, I don't I think it'll surprise people. So let's jump into it. I go ahead. What is your number three least favorite horror movie? Absolutely. Um, Real quick, just a small preface. Um, these are just the three – these aren't, like, the worst-rated films for people. These are just, like, our personal, like, I That's hate right. this That's movie. Right. Um, and honestly, here's the deal. Like like Dave said, I'm incredibly lenient. That's a great word. And I, so this is probably going to piss some people off. 
but I just over the years I have come to dislike Friday the Thirteenth Part One from 1980. Uh, yeah, I knew so, that would be on your list. I knew that would be on your list. <laughs> and, and I know that because you have called, <laughs> yeah, because you've called Pamela Voorhees the worst horror movie villain slash killer of all time in your mind. It's just is that correct? She she's one of the worst. I think there could be worse, at least off the top of my head, but she's probably one of the worst in my opinion. You know what? So okay, so here here's the deal. I love Friday the Thirteenth, but when you think of Friday the Thirteenth, you don't think about Pamela Voorhees. You think of Jason Voorhees. And and while I respect Friday the Thirteenth as a piece of horror movie history, Friday the Thirteenth Part One was incredibly subpar as a movie. And I think that the reason it was subpar is because the movie was filmed like 90 percent of it was filmed without the final villain actually being a character like they kind of knew who they wanted, but they hadn't they didn't cast anybody. The person that they casted to play Pamela Voorhees literally only took the role because she wanted a new car. And (laughs) and the thing that kills me about is that every scene of the killer throughout the movie it's a different person and most of them mm-hmm. are men. So you have this <laughs> presumption that it's a man because they have very clearly masculine hairy arms, which I guess that's <laughs> not to say that women cannot have hairy arms because hair is natural, but I just have to point out that at this point in time, it was very atypical of that for, to be in movies. That being said, Friday 13 part one is my third least favorite movie. I just cannot get behind it. As much as I try and watch it and rewatch it, I'll rewatch it for the sake of continuity, but I will not say that I like it. <laughs> yeah. See, I see I do. I like the movie. Now, if I'm breaking the series, it's not necessarily one of my favorites per se, but I do enjoy the movie and I do like it. Now, my number three is from another franchise that I very much love. But there are movies in this franchise that I do not like whatsoever. And as the franchise goes on, it, to me, it gets progressively worse overall. Um, I, I, I love and it's like each movie is just to me. I like a little less than the one before. But my number three is Seed of Chucky from 2004. Okay. I I love Child's Play. I love the first one. I think it's great. I like the second one quite a bit. I even think the third one's decent. And then there, then you get to Bright, like Bride of Chuckley. And I'm thinking, OK, it's not it's not bad. Right. I can stomach it. But then. <laughs> then it's like I feel like the wheels fall off. I do not like Seed of Chucky. I, to me, Seed of Chucky is not frightening. It's not scary. It's not horrific. And it feels to me like a parody of the Child's yeah. Play movies. It just it just doesn't – it's like someone made a spoof. I don't know. It's just – it's weird to me. And um, I don't know. And it's, it's, I very much like the Chucky series and the kids come back into it. it, it whatever, the kid comes back into it and everything. And I like that. But it's like – I do not oh, I do not like see the Chucky um, yeah. when I rewatch the series and I want to watch all the way through and I get to that point. It's very hard for me to continue on past the third one. And uh, and then, you know, like I said, I can I can I can get through Bride because Bride to me is not it's not the most horrible. But then, God, then you get to see and then the ones that follow it. What I mean, I don't even remember what the other ones are. What are the others? There's Seed, then there's a Cult of Chucky and there's yeah, and there's one other. There's, like there's one other Colt. Colton Curse of Chucky, which those oh, two yeah, aren't it. nearly as bad as Seed. They're not as bad as Seed. No, no, no. Yeah. And uh, so, but uh, yeah, that's my number three. I I despise, cannot stand, do not like to watch Seed of Chucky. And again, here we're not knocking it. Hey, if Seed of Chucky is your favorite horror movie of all time, I don't. That's fine. That's great. I don't care. I'm not gonna knock you because I'm telling you, 
some of my favorite movies of all time are probably <laughs> not good movies. And a lot of people hate them. And that's OK, because, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not here to argue uh, likes. I'm just saying for me personally, cannot stand to see the Chucky. Do not like it. So that is my number three. So let's move on to number two. Ike, what's your uh, number two least favorite horror movie of all time? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, first of all, uh, Curse of Chucky or Seed of Chucky, I, that was a close runner up. That's a pretty big steaming piece of dog shit, if you got to ask me. But anyways, sure is. <laughs> my number two, and I'm sure this will again piss somebody off, is Devil's Rejects from 2005. Um, ah. So, OK, so basically, I know we've talked about this before. I, I, I don't hate Rob Zombie. I Rob Zombie, in my opinion. Um, I, I liked House of a Thousand Corpses. I, I yes. quite enjoy his version of Halloween. It's not horrible. It's actually pretty enjoyable. Um, you know, I, I also really liked his take on the monsters. Quite frankly, I thought it was spectacular. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, I'm not a monsters expert, so don't crucify me on that alone. Um, but when I was watching through House of a Thousand Corpses, the next movie is Devil's Rejects. And I went to watch it, and I, I just... I got about halfway through the movie and I just realized that I was so just utterly lost and bored with the movie. It was just, it just seemed pointless to continue watching it. And it's very rare that a movie bores me because I have a very short attention span. And I mean that in a good way, as in any little thing is going to keep my attention. So it just, the fact that this movie was losing me just felt really just weird. And it just felt like a weak movie, very poorly done in my opinion i just i could not get behind it i know that a lot of people love these movies because it's that one uh house of thousand corpses devil rejects and then three from hell and i know a lot mm -hmm. of people really like those movies and i respect it i liked house for thousand corpses i mean hell it was a good movie but devil's rejects just wasn't good and it didn't make me want to watch three from hell whatsoever yeah i here's my thing um man rob zombie's a mixed bag for me yeah and um Again, I like I like House of a Thousand Corpses as well. I really do. I, I think it's a it's a very fun movie to me. And um, you know, I love I love Captain Spaulding and all that and and him and uh, but yeah, you're right. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Devil's Rejects or Three from Below either. I just uh yeah, they're not not that great. Rob Zombie to me, I enjoy Rob Zombie much more musically than I do anything else. I, I like. I, I'm not a huge fan of Rob Zombie's music, but I like a lot of his music. And Rob, Rob Zombie, I, I like Rob Zombie as I don't know what, how I want to say this. We have a lot of interests in common yeah. and a lot of passions in common, and for that, I feel like oh, I should I should be a Rob Zombie fan because we I feel like we have a lot in common. But then you know then sometimes in the translation it, it, it kind of it kind of loses me, and uh, I would agree. I don't I don't like uh, I, I don't I don't like Devil's Rejects that that well either. And it's not a movie that on that first watching I've ever watched again. I don't I don't think I would. I'd watch House of a Thousand Corpses again, but I don't think I would watch Devil Rejects. So I agree. And uh, my number two is I'm going to jump into a franchise that you mentioned earlier. And it it pains me to pick a movie out of this franchise because I am a Friday the 13th fan and I love the franchise and even the cheesy movies I really, really like. But I absolutely cannot stand and do not like Jason X from 2001 oh. at all. Valid, I can't valid opinion. <laughs> can't get behind the concept, even though if you take it at face value, will you put a, uh, a an iconic horror movie character that I very much like, and you put him in space in the future, which I like science fiction, so you think it's a concept I like? Yeah, it just doesn't work for me. 
just does not work. I, I, the, uh, the humor to me is very forced and lame that they try to put into it. Uh, the, uh, I don't know the concept, the effects, the delivery. I don't know. It just nothing. None of it works for me. It just doesn't click. It doesn't, I, there's nothing, nothing about it. Nothing, nothing works for me. So, and, and again, it pains me because I love Jason. I love that character. I love the movies. Even, like I said, even the movies that some people chuckle at, like Jason Takes Manhattan, you know, gets a lot of chuckles. I love Jason Takes Manhattan. And, uh, but I can't, I can't get on board with Jason X. And, uh, I don't know. I know, you know, some people knock a few of the other movies and I'm okay with them all, but not Jason X. That's my number two least favorite horror movie. So, um, I, I, what's your opinion? I know you mentioned you don't like the, the first movie. What, what's your, yeah. what's your take on Jason X? So, okay. So I, I, like you said, I, I, I will go as far to say that I enjoy Jason X. Like there, it was, it, it, it's, it's one of those things that I'm not going to tell you. It's one of the best Friday 13 movies. I wouldn't even recommend somebody who's never watched Friday 13th, watch it. Like I would say, you know, leave that one for like last, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like I like the movie. I, I like the idea, the concept. I even like how Jason looks before he turns like, you know, Android like the, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So before he turned Android, he actually looked pretty cool. Like he looked really old and decrepit, and it was just pretty cool looking. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, Jason X is it's probably in my top ten of least favorite movies. I if I had to say, it's not a very good movie. Um, but I would watch it. You know what I mean? I would not watch it. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. I watch it every year because right. I, when I watch, I watch the Fridays through every year and I, I don't skip it. I watch it. But every time I'm always like, come on, let's just get past this. <laughs> but, uh, so I feel like we should have a drum roll cause we are to our number one. So Ike, what is your number one least favorite horror movie of all time? All right. So. I, I, I'm I going to preface this because I know that what I'm about to say could potentially be harmful to some people, and I'm being honest here. So I'm going to give a small trigger warning that I'm about to talk about a movie that involves the concept of sexual assault. Okay? So okay. I was recommended this movie by the internet because I was looking at an iceberg of horror movies. And I want to be honest with you. I've never watched a movie and felt physically repulsed by the movie because I have a very strong stomach. I have watched some really fucked up movies in my time and violence and gore and things of that nature. Don't bother me. Okay. But you know, what does bother me a very blatant and honestly repulsive attack on women. And the movie I Spit on Your Grave from 2010 mm. is one of the most disgusting movies that I've ever stomached in my entire life. I did not watch the full movie. I made it about 30 minutes in when they had a very graphic, a sexual assault scene, and I could not make it past that part of that movie. And I just want to make it clear that there is no movie that I would say that I absolutely hate except for this one. This movie I despise. I hate it. The entire series is pointless and disgusting. And if this is one of your favorite movies, I am slightly judging you. The original one, (laughs) it it, it was more colorfully done. I believe the original was a Wes Craven movie, if I remember correctly. Um, But this remake was done for pure shock factor, and it's gross, quite frankly. There's an unrated version, which is even more disgusting, so... Um, take that for what you will. I don't like this movie. I'll never watch it again. I'll never recommend another human watch to this movie. In fact, I would be okay if this movie disappeared from the face of the earth, quite frankly, (laughs) it it, it serves no purpose for me. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I will be frank. I I have not watched that movie, and it's kind of for all the reasons you have said. I've I've read about it, whatever else, and I'm just like, yeah, you know what? This is not gonna not gonna appeal to me. I don't know if I'm gonna see anything redeeming. So I thought I'm just not even gonna. I, I'm just not even gonna try. So uh, while I can't, I, I while I can't say that I you know I guess I can't say I hate it because I've not seen it. I I'm not gonna see it because I've just you know I just I don't have any desire. I don't see any redeeming quality about it. So. So we are on to my number one least favorite horror movie. And again, this may be a hot take, and I'm sure some people are going to be like, what the fuck are you on? My least favorite horror movie of all time is from 2002, and it is Cabin Fever. I hate fucking Cabin I hate Cabin Fever. Cannot stay. I fucking went to the theater and watched Cabin Fever, and I sat there and laughed at it. I think it is, oh, do not like it at all. I just, I, I can't stand this movie. I, I just don't I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. Don't enjoy the story. Don't enjoy the delivery. I don't enjoy the acting. I don't enjoy the effects. I don't. There's nothing about this movie that I like. And I'm telling you that if you sat me down with a gun to my head and said, watch Cabin <laughs> Fever or Coyote Ugly, I am. It will take me a moment to think about which one that I will watch, because if I have to say the movies that I hate the worst in this world, that's them. And I'm fucking I've watched I've watched Twilight movies that I said I don't like or whatever else. But I would watch the Twilight movie 10 out of 10 times over Cabin Fever. And uh, and I'm not necessarily a Twilight fan because I just that's not how I like my vampires. No, I'm not judging anybody. Not a, I'm not saying they're bad movies, but uh, that's just not my choice. I hate Cabin Fever. I, and I the thing is, I, I don't I, I can't give a strong argument necessarily on why it's a <laughs> bad movie to people. It's just I, I didn't like it at all. D- nothing about it. I, and I'm like, uh, and to, to then that sit there and I've, I've discovered and realized that there's goddamn like two dozen or something sequels to this, this damn thing yeah, out there. And I'm like, holy shit, who the fuck thought it'd be a good idea to continue this on. And I'm guess I guess there's a reason why the sequels have not gotten major releases. I don't know, but I told you, I told you it was a hot take. And I told you that there's going to be people because from what I can from what I can tell, and no offense, I believe in this. This is an Eli Roth movie, right? In this, in this his first directorial movie. Yeah, this is Am one I of his president? first big ones, if not his first yeah. big one. And the thing is, I typically like Eli Roth and, and stuff, and, and and have a lot of respect for the guy. I don't know what I'm telling you. I, I <laughs> outside of saying that I just don't like anything about it, I can't find anything at all intriguing or interesting to me. I, 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 I don't know. I, I I guess it's just one of those things. You know, some movies just don't click for you. And for whatever reason, I, again, it's been a long time, but it, it, Cabin Fever, is it not the one where the fucking, there was a, also a dog in it that got infected and we were seeing it from the point of view of the dog and it was like seeing red or something? Yeah, I believe right? so. It was, I was sitting there watching that thing and I was laughing in the theater. I thought, this is the fucking stupidest thing I've ever seen. And I don't understand because I've seen movies that on paper are fucking stupider <laughs> that are more ignorant. Then I will sit there and I will fucking I will fight someone over. <laughs> so, so I'm not sure why. I, uh, it's a perplexing movie, but I do not like it. I have I, I have a guy that I used to work with long ago that loved this movie. And me and him would argue about this movie because he loved it and I hated it. And I would try to tell him that he he was a fan of the most piece of shit movie I've ever seen in my life. Of course, <laughs> you know, we were arguing, so I would exaggerate a little bit. But I'm not <laughs> saying Cabot Fever is by far the worst movie ever put to film, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 just, I don't like Cabin Fever. You and know, they remade the movie, right? 
Yeah. And, and from what I hear, the, the remake's worse than the original. Is what I've never watched it. I'm not going to watch it. But from what I have seen and heard people talk, people that like this movie don't like the remake per se. Generally, compared to the the, the other one, is, is I don't know. At least the people I've spoken with. So I'm like, well, if it if they don't, you know, if they like this one and they don't like the remake, and I hate this one, what am I going to think about the remake? <laughs> I you don't know. know. So, so let me let me say this because you know I respect it. You know what I mean? Um, Cabin Fever is, in my opinion, I like Cabin Fever. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like Cabin Fever a lot, actually. Um, it's kind of a cult movie in a way because it's it's kind of like a lesser known movie from the early 2000s, and it, it it's about like for people who don't know, it's about a flesh eating virus that these people get from like mm-hmm. some kind of like contaminated water or something. But um, yeah, you know, I I liked Cabin Fever. Um, I even liked Cabin Fever too, which I think it's called Spring Fever. Um. <laughs> even the name makes me laugh i don't know it, it is a goofy name there is a third one called cabin fever patient zero i've never seen that movie uh it's a toss-up if i ever will it kind of seems like a pointless remake no, or whatever i'm telling you there's like seven or eight of these movies they, they're still making cabin fevers really? I'm, I'm pretty sure that may, I, I could be wrong because again i don't really follow the cabin fever franchise but these are like <laughs> You know, straight to streaming type movies, I believe. But I, I, I think, think, you know, I think you're uh, mixing Cabin Fever and Wrong Turn because there's there's four Cabin Fever movies, but there's about 12 Wrong Turn movies. Oh, OK. Maybe I am. I don't like Wrong Turn that much either. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. A big, I, I, so. Damn. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that of Wrong Turn that really either. I don't not not to this level. Not to this. Yeah, okay, so so I apologize to the cabin feverites out there that I when I tried to be smirching by saying it had seven or eight worthless sequels. Apparently, apparently there's only like two or three worthless sequels. <laughs> you're, you're like there's only two <laughs> worthless sequels and a worthless remake. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. I apologize for besmirching the prolific and grand cabin fever <laughs> franchise. No, I I, I mock you again. I, if, if Cabin Fever is your favorite movie, that's great. That's great. I'm telling you, I love some shitty ass movies. <laughs> love some shitty ass movies. I mean, I, and I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to fool anybody to think that, that all the movies I love that I'm some you know snooped that it has to be artsy movie. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. That ain't that ain't it at all. And I don't know. For some movie this this movie didn't click for me. If it clicked for you, I'm I'm glad. I'm and I'm glad people enjoy it. I mean, because. That's great. It doesn't affect me any. And uh, as long as you don't tie me down and make me watch it again. And, but uh, I, I just don't do not like cabin fever. So I feel like uh, whew, we're getting ready to dive into the news, but I feel like we got to take a breaker so I can try to get my blood pressure down. I don't know why <laughs> cabin fever has got me uh, got me worked up here. So let me let me catch my breath and then we'll come back with uh, news and upcoming releases. Listen to their screens is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code LISTEN2SCREAMS at checkout. That is LISTEN, the number two, and SCREAMS. Or you can click the link in the show notes. Okay, we're, we're back. I, I'm feeling good. Um, I, I think I've caught my breath. Uh, let's dive into some news. Um, they just announced, or it was just revealed, that there is a movie coming out called Dark Match, which is starring professional wrestler chris jericho 
And this movie is about a small-time wrestling promotion that accepts high-paying accepts a high-paying gig, but finds out that the community is run by a cult leader with a devious plan. Now they haven't released the, the release date. Chris Jericho is kind of the most notable, uh, you know, personality slash actor uh, in the movie. Um, I'm kind of fascinated by this because because number one, I'm a professional wrestling fan, and I'm not the world's biggest Chris Jericho fan per se. But I'm fascinated with the fact that there is a, a professional wrestling horror movie coming out. Uh, again, I liked Chris Jericho. I know he only had a very bit part, but I thought he did a great job at the end of Terrifier 2. Um, yeah. I thought he, he played the role great. Um, it, it is, it's, it's cool to see someone that you know I've seen for whatever, 30 years or whatever it might be you know, in professional wrestling. Uh, so I'm intrigued by this movie. I can't wait. I, I can't see this get any grand release. I'm sure this will probably go to a streaming platform. Uh, will be, be, you know, my gut, maybe one of the more horror centric uh, streaming platforms. Uh, but I, what, what's your thoughts here of this of this dark match with Chris Jericho? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, well, I I looked at the like IMDb for this and it's got some pretty cool names in it. Obviously, nobody that's like, uh, I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of huge. Um, but it has Stephen Ogg um, for people who don't know. Stephen Ogg uh, plays, I believe his name's Trevor in the Grand Theft Auto five game. But he's also Ooh. Simon from The Walking Dead. And he was in VHS oh, yeah. 99 as the host um, of the last segment. Oh, yeah. Hey, have you watched you've watched VHS 99, right? Yeah, have you absolutely. Watched OK, OK, because I have a there. Keep that in mind. I'm glad you brought it up because we do have a. Uh, VHS 99 adjacent news coming up here in just a bit. So, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. And, and also Sarah Canning, who I, I know her because uh, I, I've watched Vampire Diaries. She yeah. plays uh, Aunt Jenna um, to the main character for people who are curious. But no, absolutely. I'm super excited. I like Chris Jericho, too, obviously. Um, he's a pretty cool dude. Um, he was actually on Mass Singer recently. I don't know yes, if you watched right. Mass Singer, nope. right, but it's a good show, too. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I don't really watch, but yeah, I did see that he was on there. So, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he, you know, he has a, you know, he's, uh, he has a band. He's an okay singer, but he has a metal band called Fozzie um, that's out there. It's not, not too bad. And uh, I, I like Jericho, you know, again, for the professional wrestling thing, but he's a huge Kiss fan. And, and if so am I. So I, I got that in common too. But um, yeah, I'm very intrigued by this. Uh, again, I can't, I can't wait to watch that movie, uh, depending on the timing of it and the release of it. That might be a movie we review when the time comes. Uh, another movie that Follow. just, oh, go ahead. What? No. I, I was just fucking around. I said, holla. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to holler right now, but okay. <laughs> Another movie that just got announced that's going to be out soon is called Alone at Night. It's, in a ho- it's a home invasion movie where a young woman escapes to a remote cabin to clear her head after a breakup. Uh, she is a live streaming model, uh, quote unquote, a OnlyFans type deal or something like that. I guess I don't know, cam girl. I don't know what all that is. But anyway, she does that kind of shit. And uh, a mass killer comes to kill her. I'm intrigued by this, <laughs> and the reason it kind of jumped at me is because Pamela Anderson from Baywatch is in this, and uh, I don't I don't think Pamela Anderson's done a whole lot uh, recently, but it just it, she's not the main character, but uh, it's it kind of intriguing that that she's in it. But there is a trailer out there online. I'm not watching it yet, uh, but I don't believe they have um, given a release date uh, for that yet. But uh, I, I'm intrigued by this. I don't know. It sounds kind of intriguing to me. Yeah, it's kind of a, a a neat take because, you know, there's there's there's, you know, there's sites out there where, you know, people can sell content and, and do different things like that. And um, I, I don't know if I have heard of a, of a horror movie that has uh, kind of dove <laughs> dove into that a little bit 
to, to, to see what it can be. I don't know if this guy will be kind of a stalker cut guy that, you know, from, from her site or whatever, but it, it sounds a little intriguing. Uh, Ike, what do you, what do you think of, of the uh, premise of alone at night? No. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll definitely watch it. Um, you know, I'm definitely, you know, open to watching anything that has, uh, you know, I was looking at this cast list. Okay. And I'm just laughing because this cast list is just so random. You have, uh, Luis, uh, Guzman, um, who was, what was his name? Um, He's the main Adams guy. He's the I cannot. Oh, yeah, Gomez. Gomez. Yeah, go, he's Gomez yeah. Adams in the Wednesday series. Like you said, Pamela Anderson. It has Ashley Benson, who I've never mm-hmm. watched the show, but a lot of people probably know her as Hannah from Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. It has Jake Weary, who is in one of my favorite horror movies. It follows. He plays the Hugh from that. Um, it also has Paris Hilton in it. Like that's right. I remember them saying Paris Hilton was in it. Yeah. That's so random. Well, it's probably one of the most random cast listings that I've ever spoken out loud in my entire life. Yeah, I mean, and I, that's what I'm saying. It's it's intriguing to me. <laughs> the, the the concept and, and the cast and sounds intriguing. Again, I I feel like this will be kind of a straight to streaming movie, which is you know that's fine. That's good. Right. Uh, we need we need content like that. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that uh, as well. Uh, in a movie that I recently watched and we reviewed, uh, Violent Night uh, has just uh, surprise for Christmas released. It is available for digital rental or purchase on Vudu, Movies Anywhere, and Amazon. So if you did not make it out to a theater to watch it, you can now purchase or rent it on those platforms uh, just in time for Christmas. So uh, Merry Christmas <laughs> from Violet Night. <laughs> and uh, we like to talk about conventions. And coming up, uh, there is a convention called Fear Fair 2023 at the Nas- National Orange Event Center in San Bernardino, California. And it is a Friday the 13th festival uh, you have more Ooh. information at www.fearfair.com i guess i don't need to say the www but I, it was on the paper and i read it and i'm sorry um <laughs> and then uh, we move on to toys and merch there's a i've seen this all over social media there is a naughty or nice line that you can get from big bad toy store and it is christmas dress various figures such as krampus santa barbarian santa or gremlin nutcracker gremlin nutcracker i have seen i don't know why but I've, all of a sudden in the last few days, I've seen tons of people online <laughs> posing pictures of these naughty or nice figures, um, and they're they're cool. They're kind of uh, <coughs> excuse me horror horror type themed Christmas movies or Christmas yeah, movies uh, figures, and uh, they they seem kind of fun. So if you're interested in checking those out, go to BigBadToyStore.com. Um, some birthdays coming up: December 23rd, Finn Wolford from Stranger Things has a birthday. On December 26th, Jared Leto from Urban Legend and uh, many, many other movies. And on December 28th, Joe Manganiello from True Blood and, of course, Magic Mike. That's not a horror <laughs> movie, but uh, how can you say and talk about Joe and not talk about Magic Mike? Have you seen – have you ever seen – have you watched Magic Mike before, Ike? I think so. I think I've seen the first one. Okay. Have you ever at least – Seen the segment where the guy where Joe has the or whatever his character's name is in the movie has a crush on the girl working at the convenience store and where he goes in and does the the dance with the Doritos and the water and and everything else trying to impress her. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, I have seen that. Didn't they put that in like a commercial recently for like yeah Pepsi or something? Yeah, it was in a commercial too. It is flipping hilarious, and it is it is so funny to me, so funny. Um, so anyway, some anniversary. Release dates for movies coming up. December 22nd, 1932, The Mummy with Boris Karloff was released. And then on December 26th, 1973, The Exorcist with Linda Blair premiered. 
Uh, the movie was rated X, and it was the first horror movie to get a Best Picture nomination. And I think that it's highly, highly earned. Exorcist is a great, great movie. And in uh, the what I mentioned earlier, the VHS 99 uh, adjacent news, uh, on December 19th of this year, uh, Sonia Edy passed away. Uh, the actress was most known for playing, I believe her character's name was Epiphany, in General Hospital. Uh, she was a nurse there for many, many years. But in that segment you spoke of with the uh, the Double Dare game show type thing, she was the mom of the girl who had her leg mangled uh, mm-hmm. in that in VHS 99. So, uh, yeah, she she passed away. I've not heard anything about, you know, what 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 happened there. What you know, what if there was, uh, you know, she was sick and we just didn't know her what it was. But, uh, yeah, our thoughts go out to uh, her, her family, her friends and her fans. Kind of kind of shocking, kind of came out of nowhere uh, in my view. Uh, so some other upcoming releases, uh, December 23rd in select theaters and then coming on January 6th to Netflix is Pale Blue Eyes. Uh, veteran detective Augustus Landor investigates a series of grisly murders with the help of a young cadet who will eventually go on to become the world famous author Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, this is a Netflix movie. It is rated R. Uh, it has uh, Christian Bale in it, who, of course, has been in what fuck? What has he not been in? Uh, but of course, <laughs> at one time played Batman. And uh, Jillian Anderson, of course, plays Scully in the X-Files. Uh, number one, you you say Christian Bale and Jillian Anderson. I'm hooked. I'm going to watch it because I love both of them. Uh, but then you throw in, oh, there's Edgar Allan Poe as a character in this movie. Uh, you got my interest even more. Uh, this sounds very, very intriguing to me. And uh, I again, I can't wait to see it. This is a this is a movie that I might highly even consider going to the theater and watching. I, wh- what do you think here of the, of the uh, ideal of Pale Blue Eyes? No, yeah, absolutely. Exactly what you said. Um, Christian Bale. I mean, Christian Bale can do literally everything. He is Batman. He is the machinist. He is American Psycho. He is Gore the God Butcher from VH, or I'm sorry, not VHS, Thor, uh, what is it, Love and Thunder. I mean, he does so much great stuff. Christian Bale is probably one of those actors who, you know, uh, thankfully he's still pretty young, so he'll still be around for a good few decades, but he'll be one of those actors that if, and when we lose him, it'll be one of those ones that really just takes you and just takes the air out of your lungs. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And like you said, Jillian Anderson, iconic. I mean, literally X files in my opinion is one of the most important TV shows of the nineties. It is one of the most important of, pieces of, of all science. time. Correct. Of all time, it is one of the most important pieces of science fiction, anything. And I just oh, I love Jillian Anderson. So I will 100 percent watch too. this. I will make my wife I, uh, watch it with me. <laughs> I, I am a I'm a huge X-Files fan. And um, it is one of those shows that I that I hooked Monica on uh, long ago. We watched it. She loves it as well. And Jillian Anderson is one of my celebrity crushes. Oh, my. She is. She is spectacular. I, I absolutely I love her. And I cannot wait to see her in this role. Christian Bale, dear guys, number one, like I said, I'd watch him in anything. But, man, that whole murder scene and, and talking about Huey Lewis in the news from yep. American History X. Oh, yeah, that's great. Or American Psycho. Uh, I don't know why I said that. But American Psycho. Oh, great. He is spectacular. Uh, so if you're also, once again, this is our last chance to plug some Christmas horror to watch. Uh, try Anna and the Apocalypse. It came out in 2017 and it is on AMC+. Plus. It is about a zombie apocalypse that threatens a small town at Christmas. It is starring young newcomers Ellen Hunt and Malcolm Cumming. Uh, so this is our last episode pre-Christmas. Uh, so this is our last chance to plug some uh, Christmas horror besides what we uh, review. So there you go. 
That's your last chance to slip in a Christmas horror movie before the holiday. So uh, let's take another breather here. And when we come back, we'll get to our review from this episode and we will discuss 2015's Krampus. Remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. All right. Now let's get to the review portion of the show. And before we dive into the movie, Ike, let's uh, let me give uh, I'm sure you know a lot of this or heard a lot of this. But in case any listeners are not kind of familiar with at least the vague backstory and, and lore on Krampus, uh, let me give a little bit. And I'm just reading this verbatim uh, that I pulled uh, some, from some various things online. Uh, it says, uh, though descriptions of Krampus's appearance vary from region to region, some things remain consistent. He is said to have pointed devilish horns and a long snake like tongue. His body is covered in coarse fur, and he looks like a goat crossed with a demon. In Central Europe, Krampus cards are often exchanged during the early days of December. His body and arms are strung like chains and bells, and he carries a large sack or basket on his back to cart off evil children. Krampus comes to town the night before the Feast of St. Nicholas and visits all the houses to dish out his punishments. If you're lucky, you might just get swatted with a birch branch. If you're not, you'll wind up in the sack. After that, your fate is anyone's guess. The legend suggests you might be eaten as a snack, drowned in a river, or even dropped off in hell. Sometimes Krampus is accompanied by St. Nicholas, who isn't known to bother himself with naughty children in Central Europe. Instead, he focuses on handing out presents to well-behaved kids and then leaves the rest up to his sinister counterpart. So, uh, again, when people think Krampus, right, it's this goat <laughs> hybrid type looking beast uh, who's essentially kind of uh, the anti Santa Claus, right? He's the he's kind of I don't want I mean, I guess the evil Santa or whatever you want to call it. He you know, there's there's the naughty, there's the nice, right? Santa, he rewards the nice. And in these, you know, this vein of lore, Krampus takes care of the naughty. Now, obviously, this has not really bled over to American lore. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we polished it up enough with our Coca-Cola Santa and everything else that we don't <laughs> we don't talk Krampus. Um, but uh, Krampus is great and goes back. I mean, people don't even know how far it goes back, right? These stories or how it even necessarily developed or started or or any of it, right? I mean, it's just it seems like there's always been Krampus stories in some vein uh, under various names uh, through throughout history. Um, Again, I, you know, I, I, I talk about it all the time. I talked about it earlier, just this episode. I love the TV show Supernatural. They did a Christmas episode that had Krampus in it, and yep. uh, it was pretty cool. It was great. Um, and, um, well, okay, it was a, it had Krampus in it, but Krampus, it, it's hard. You have to watch the episode. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was demigods that were involved, and it wasn't truly Krampus, but it, it was clearly very Krampus-like. It's, it's a whole thing. But anyway. Uh, so that's a little a little kind of overview of Krampus for those that maybe uh, th- that maybe don't know, maybe aren't as familiar with some of this. Uh, and a lot of that and a lot of that description is is parlayed into this uh, Krampus from 2015. Uh, if you still want to watch it or rewatch it, it is available on Peacock with a subscri- subscription and available available digitally digitally. I'm having all trouble trouble here to rent <laughs> or purchase on most digital platforms. Uh, it is rated R. It is distributed by Universal Pictures, uh, and it was very successful. It, it uh, grossed 16 million in its opening weekend, uh, 42 million gross on a 15 million budget total. Uh, it stars Adam Scott, who of course is probably most known for Park and Rec, uh, but he's on many many things. He's very very popular. Uh, Tony Collette, who was in Sixth Sense and Heredity, 
And a, a vague overview is a boy who has a bad Christmas accidentally summons a festive demon to his family home. So, Ike, I'm going to let you start because uh, you've been tooting the horn of Krampus all December. So uh, tell us, uh, give us a little overview and talk us through Krampus and tell us what you think. Yeah, absolutely. Before I talk about the movie, I just have to also mention David Kochner is also in this. And he's the guy from, like, everything that you've ever seen. Anchorman, he played Champ. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I love <laughs> David right. Kochner. He's, he's so yeah, funny. He's funny. He was perfect but, in the role in this movie, too. Oh, 100%. But also, the movie was directed by uh, Michael Daltrey, um, who That's also right. helped write Trick or Treat. That's he did right. the screenplay for Superman Returns, X-Men 2. He was a writer on Godzilla versus Kong, Godzilla, you know, Monsters, uh, X-Men Apocalypse. I mean, all kinds of shit, all right? That's some so, fun stuff. And for anybody interested, he does have a very entertaining TikTok out there. So follow him on TikTok. Really? He, he, oh, man. Yeah, he answers questions and does some funny things. Yeah, he's he's pretty entertaining on TikTok. So you you have to take this in with the whole shebang, all right? You have these great actors who are not your traditional horror movie actors, except for Tony Collette, who I would say Tony Collette is arguably one of the most universal, and I would say, I mean, she can do anything. Tony Collette, Mm -hmm. I've seen her and. All kinds of different things, horror movies, drama, crime thrillers. I mean, oh, my God, she can do everything. But basically what I want to say is this. If you're looking for a fun, a kind of spooky, but humorous horror movie about Christmas, Krampus is literally the perfect movie for you. This movie basically checks off all the boxes. It's a Christmas movie. It's it's funny. It is scary, but not so scary that, like, you couldn't watch it with, like, your older children, right? I, I don't know if I'd let, like, a five-year-old watch this, but, I mean, it's not so horrible that I wouldn't let, like, a 12- or 13-year-old watch this movie, you know? So it, it just, I don't know. In my opinion, it checks off all these boxes. It's super funny. It has a little bit of action, but it just is just enough to keep you enticed. But it really, I think it drives the most um entertainment just from like the legend of krampus and it's pretty true to form it's a pretty accurate retelling of like what krampus is supposed to be you know there's lots of books and stories if i remember correctly i think you said it but krampus is obviously like a german folktale um and you know krampus has a lot of really creepy things about him and it just honestly it's the movie touches on a lot of those high points of like what Krampus is, what Krampus does. And I would also say it has kind of a really interesting ending. It wasn't something that I was kind of expecting as an ending. Um, but I remember I was actually, uh, if I remember correctly, I, I had just stopped working for the movie theaters um, when this movie came out back in 2015. Uh, for people who are curious, I worked for movie theater until 2015. Um, but right when this movie, right before this movie came out, I stopped working for them. But my wife worked for them. And if Kayla, if you're listening to this, she wouldn't watch this movie without me. So that's also another oh. reason I, I remember that. That's a sin right there. Let me tell you, <laughs> it, 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 in a in a relationship where horror movies is a pinnacle of things that you enjoy. That is a sin. If there is any. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, we actually it's funny. It reminds me that I, I watched this um, 
because she had already watched it. She actually watched it twice without me. Um, <laughs> and then I got to watch it. I watched it by myself. But anyways, um, I forget. I've since forgiven her. But absolutely, if you're looking for a good, fun Christmas movie that's a little scary, but mostly just fun, um, watch this movie. Krampus is something I watch every year, and I will not be uh, giving up that tradition anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. It is a... It is it takes, you know, this this old folktale or whatever you want to call it, this legend and uh, it, it does it very nicely. Right. It doesn't dive so much into the nuts and bolts and logistics of all this lore and mm-hmm. stuff that it that it bores you. Right. It, it gives right. you enough to appreciate the appreciate it. And I like how they, they use the grandma kind of as, as a lot of the, as the conduit for the storytelling of, of Krampus and everything else. Because um, you kind of go through portion of the movie, you know, thinking Grandma's just this kind of this background, quiet character that's there and and whatever else. And you come to find out that, you know what, she's kind of the boss in this, right? She understands what's going on. She has the bell. Uh, she feels like that uh, she has brought Krampus into it when she was a child and all this stuff, right? She she plays a much bigger role in the story of it than what you kind of get the feel for early. Um, And but it, it you're right. It has a lot of elements, right? It it. It, it, there's there's humor that's that's good right it's not like this forced because a lot of times in horror some of the humor can be kind of forced this doesn't right. feel you know doesn't really feel forced it's got some you know some spooky some creepy some scary some jumps things like that in it and then but then seeing as how it's a christmas movie there is that kind of moral of the story right of the uh not appreciating your family and your time together and th- them wanting to to go back to how Christmas was once and how they all got along in this festive time of and being close. And, and that's how this all got started, right? This kid just wanted them to have a good Christmas, right? And when he was embarrassed with the letter being written and all he wanted in this letter was the family to be, you know, to, to have a nice Christmas and, and for his aunt and uncle to not struggle. And he was very genuine in his desires, but then because he was embarrassed, you know, he, he was very flustered and he tore up the, the, the letter and threw it out. And that's what triggered you know, the appearance of Krampus and, uh, and you're right. The ending, when I first watched it, the ending was, was great. Again, we, we gave the spoiler warning. So, uh, the ending was great because you, he wakes up and it's, you know, it's Christmas morning and they're all in the living room and they're, everybody's good. Everybody's alive. Everybody's cool. Everybody seems to be getting along and they're exchanging gifts. And you think, Oh, okay. It's, it's resolved, right? They, it's, it's all good. And then you kind of get this twist where he gets the bell as a gift and you find out that right they're in this snow globe thing in what I assume is like hell. <laughs> yeah. And um and I'm I'm assuming these are like families that Krampus has kind of granted a, a release of or a reprise of and but he's watching them, right? Watching over them, so to speak. And it's kind of a it's kind of creepy. And it's kind of neat there that there's that one little last little kind of hook to it at the end, right? That you because you kind of get the feeling when it's Christmas morning that it's resolved. Right. And everything's everything turned out just peachy. Right. You, the, the the highlight of the story here. And, and you but you find out there's there's kind of that that little last blast. And, and when the, everybody sees the bell, everybody you get looks on their face of they they kind of remember. Wait, wait, what, what was that? Did you know, did that really happen? <laughs> and, and you see the confusion on their faces and stuff. And it's kind of neat. I kind of like how the, the how it ended. Um, And again, I agree with you. This is a it's a fun movie. Right. It's an easy movie to watch. Yep. Uh, it's just enjoyable. You don't have to overthink it. You don't have to 
you know, try to get an explanation for what's happening. It it moves along. There's the, I don't feel there's like unnecessary lines or or scenes in it that just really don't you know just for the sake of taking time. It's a very very easy movie to watch. And um and as old as Krampus is and the story is, there haven't been a whole lot of Krampus movies prior to this. You know there was um, there was a few here and there that kind of dove into it a little, but this kind of started a thing so to speak, because around this time and shortly after, I mean, there's since then, there's been a ton of Krampus movies that have come out in every freaking twist imaginable for Krampus. I mean, if you look up Krampus on, you know, for streaming services or on the internet or on IMDb or whatever it might be, there's just a slew of Krampus movies out there that, that have been made. And, but this was kind of, kind of at the forefront a little bit. One of the first ones to really, I kind of kind of start that craze a little bit. Like I said, I'm sh- I'm sure I'm not a what you would call an expert on it, but I'm sure there was some some movies prior to this that explored Krampus at least in part. But um, yeah, since I'll, I'll, since this, it's been whoo, it's been a hot hot mess. That's what I was gonna say. I, I think most of the movies, and I'll just warn people because I have watched some of them. They're they're really cheaply made, like movies that either tried to capitalize off of the success of Krampus or you might see a couple of like older ones prior to like 2015 and those are just as bad. Honestly, this is like the, really the only big budget movie that was made about Krampus that really made any money. Um, at least to my knowledge, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but obviously, um, watch any of them that you want to watch. The only other one that I can think of, um, is there was like a a Christmas anthology movie that had like a Krampus character in it. That was pretty cool. But outside of that, I can't really think of any of the other ones that really stand out. They all kind of revolve around the same storyline. It's just different animation, different people. It's just, yeah, yeah. same thing, just shittier basically. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, as well, like I said, this is the last, you know, Christmas horror. This is our last episode in December. We're wrapping up the holiday season here with our, our reviews and our, our dives. And we've said this all month long. That a lot of times Christmas horror it blurs a lot, right? And when you when you look at all these Krampus movies and and if you don't pay attention or do a little research, you start wondering, well, what's related to what? What's tied to what? What really stands out here? Are these all just you know cheap movies made? You a lot of times things get lost in the shuffle because there's such an oversaturation of Krampus movies out there now, right? And that's why we've said it a few times with a, a few movies we've watched where it. They're, they're, they feel a little bit different, a little fresh, because it's not just a Krampus movie and or it's not just a uh, evil Santa type movie or something to that effect. Um, you know, it, it takes a different approach. And like I said, though, when you're looking in my eyes, at least when you look at Krampus movies, this one stands out to me. And as, as one that's like I said, was kind of it was at the forefront, kind of a leader, kind of came out there before it was oversaturated. and um, so if, if you're looking for something to watch with, you know, that the, the Krampus story in mind and you don't know where to start, this is where you start and end to me. I don't, yeah. I mean, you watch this one and call it a day on, on Krampus movies. Now, again, if you enjoy the others, that's great. And I could be wrong, right? Cause I have by no means seen them all or even seen a majority of them. So you'll feel free to let us know on social media. If, if, if any of the other movies jump out at you as something, you know, that's worth watching because there could be some out there. But um, for me, at least when I, you know, when I watched this one, I thought, hey, I, 
that's good enough. I don't really need to see <laughs> I don't need to see 30 other th- uh, production companies trying to do their take on this really and, right. and doing it on a, on a, you know less with less money because I really enjoyed this one. So um so a good recommendation, a good way to wrap up December in our horror movies. Uh so before we get out of here, let's uh, let's rate this sucker. Uh, out of five screams, Ike, how many screams are you giving Krampus? You know, uh, obviously we've rated a lot of different movies. We've rated things as high as a 4.5 related thing. I think the lowest that we've ever rated was like 2.5 or something like that. Um, I don't want to give this a quite a four because it's not like some mind blowing movie. It's just a really fun movie, but I do have to give it a 3.5 out of five. Um, I agree. That is exactly where I'm at. And I know we say that a lot. A lot of times we're in agreement on the screams, but I think it's because I think we have very similar tastes. Um, and again, a 3.5 for us is 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 a good rating because the way we look at it is if it's if it's a three, we're talking that's a middle of the road movie. It's not yep. not great, but it's not bad. It's okay. So if it's above a three, uh, then it's we we found uh, a little extra enjoyment in the movie. If you start getting to four to five. Those are the movies that we think stand out in the genre. And uh, so that's why we're, we're, we try to be a little more selective uh, with movies that, you know, that get to that, that range because, again, we don't want to oversaturate that field. And when suddenly then when you get a movie that is clearly head and shoulders, like, what are you going to rate it? You know, how are you going to make it stand out? So, uh, so I agree. So we're, we're giving it a consensus three and a half out of five screams for Krampus. Uh, if you've got some time left in your month, and you haven't rewatched it yet, we highly recommend doing so. Uh, but uh, that that that's it. That's it, Ike. That putting a wrap on 2022 for us. Uh, this is a, uh, or, or I guess no, actually, I take that back. I I I I, I stand corrected. It doesn't put a wrap on 2022. <laughs> it just <laughs> uh, puts a wrap on the Christmas season for us. We have one more episode that will drop this year. And that is coming next week. It will drop on December 29th, slipping it in right before the end of the new year. And I'm pretty excited because we get to review Scare Package 2, which will be releasing uh, the, the next week. And I'm pretty excited because I very much enjoyed a Scare Package. So I cannot wait to watch and review Scare Package 2. And then just to let everybody know as we look ahead a little bit further uh, the next episode, then, we are in 2023. It will be January 5th when that next episode drops. And on that episode, we are going to do a 2022 in review. Uh, we are going to come up with our top five favorite horror movies that were released in 2022. And we're going to talk about those and count them down from five to one. So we're going to do our review of horror movies in 2022. So what we're going to do is we like to hear some hear your feedback leading into these, right? Uh, first of all, tell us, are you looking forward to Scare Package 2 uh, that we will be reviewing next week? But then also tell us, what were your favorite horror movies that were released uh, in the year 2022 as we gear up on January 5th to discuss those? And then once that re- episode's out, we'll put up a poll, right? We'll pick our top four uh, because in our poll, you can only have four choices. We'll pick our top <laughs> four and we'll let you guys pick which one did you like the most out of the year. So that's what you have coming from us in the next two weeks. Uh, so, Ike. Uh, again, Merry Christmas. We are on that week. It's a, that's it. We're done for uh, with Christmas or for the year. Uh, it's been fun. It's been exciting. But I am very much kind of looking forward now to broadening the horizons as we go into 2023 and not having not having to have so much uh, 
themed horror, right? We can really dive into whatever we want and, uh, yep. and cover some classic movies, whatever else. There seemed to be a lot of interest when we threw it out there of, of, of us doing uh, some uh, the occasional episode where we kind of dive into entire franchises and discuss them. Um, not necessarily, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying we review every movie in them, but we'll discuss it overall and maybe pick, you know, our favorites. We could tie our top three into that franchise, perhaps, uh, and, and shift it around and pick our favorites from, you know, the franchise. There's lots of horror franchises out there, lots of big ones. Uh, so we will probably do some of those in the coming year. Lots of things we can do now that we're past Halloween and Christmas. Uh, we can really we're wide open. We could we could pick whatever we want <laughs> and, and do whatever we want as long as as long as you don't try to force cabin fever upon me. We'll be good. So that's that's my request here. That is my request. It's, no it's, cabin fever. No cabin fever. None whatsoever. So. So, Ike, before we close out and uh, officially put the close on the holiday season, anything you want to say before we get out of here? You know, um, just hope everybody out there has a safe and wonderful holiday. Um, obviously, this time of year gets a little crazy, so don't go too crazy out there trying to get last minute gifts. You know, as always, you know, stay safe and happy. And uh, I guess we'll well, I guess there's one more episode for the new year. Yep. So I guess I'll say happy New Year's next time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And uh, also, I think I, I think it's worth mentioning uh, because I feel like it's something worth stressing, uh, you know, the holiday season for a lot of people can be a very down depressing time right there, you know, whether it be because the holiday season can really highlight highs and lows of your life and highs and lows of your past. Right. It can really hit hard at some bases. So I, I just want to say that if, if, you know, if anybody out there, if this is a downtime of year for you and, um, and it's got you all in your head and got you full of the feels, you know, reach out to someone, right. And, and, and talk to someone and, and, and try to work, work through it the best you can and um and don't lose any hope right there's always there's always someone out there that cares we care even if we've not met you hey man we love you we care right so you know so fucking reach out on social media and dm us if you if you've lost all other hopes and if you have no other nobody else to talk to reach out to us right we'll we'll chat with you uh, we're talking to people uh, so uh you know i just want to throw that out there because i know you know i love christmas i love this season it always fills my heart and makes me feel very you know very good and, and I'm always in a good mood, but I know I know it's not that way for everybody. And so uh, so, I, you know, I, I want to think of that side of it, too. So uh, but uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, and uh, have a happy holiday. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll shine on the new year coming next week. We'll we'll we'll, we'll tell you happy new year next week. But uh, all right. Ike, so that's it. Holiday season's closed. We've wrapped it and uh, put the bow on it. It's shoved under the tree uh, ready for Christmas morning. Uh, hopefully everybody's been good out there and Krampus won't come and shove you in his bag and take you wherever it is for snack time or river or into the gates of hell, wherever it might be. But until next week, uh, happy holidays, everyone. And wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe and have many pleasant nightmares.